Welcome to the Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover. Please discard unnecessary fees and expenses before going through security. Check your emergency fund at the gate and securely stow your well-conceived portfolio in the overhead bin. And when we reach cruising altitude, remember, you are now free to move about retirement. Hey everybody, welcome into the final episode of the podcast this year for 2021. Thanks for hanging out with Steve and I here on The Retirement Pilot. And we're going to talk about some money resolutions for 22. Going to give you some ideas to think about. Uh, Some little simple tips along the way that hopefully will help you have a better money scenario as you go into 2022. Now there's a whole bunch of these on here. We'll see if we can get through as many as we can. But like a lot of resolutions, we, we... you know, we do these things every year, but if we don't take the action, well, they're not going to happen. So hopefully these will give you some good tips along the way. Steve, once again, joining me as we talk about this stuff from Wealth Partners Corporation. Steve, what's going on, my friend? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing fine, Mark. How are you? Hanging in there, not doing too bad. Hey, tell me you a little bit more about this. Let's share with the audience. You're setting up something called MeetMyAdvisorSteve.com. What's that? Yeah. One of the things, Mark, over the years is And it's happened to me in the past where I've been asked to give an introduction to somebody who did something for us. Okay. And I did this a number of years ago and boy, did it backfire on me. I mean, oh my gosh, I'd given out some names to this individual and he was relentless. He was calling left and right. And then I was getting the phone calls from the people I gave their names out and they're like, Mm. who did you? Who did you sick on me? Oh my gosh. The high pressure approach. So over the years, I've, I've refrained from really asking my existing clients for, you know, names of people, but I've decided that, you know, these times are crazy right now. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be, make sure I was a sounding board for clients, uh, friends of clients, coworkers, people, anybody listening to this podcast, just be a sounding board. Don't have to be a client, but how can you get yourself out of the middle? If you hear somebody who's changed jobs or is concerned about taxes, inflation, you know, no contact by their advisor, et cetera. What's the easiest way to introduce me to those folks? And what I did was I set up this uh, landing page called meetmyadvisorsteve.com. And it's simply just a video of me introducing myself and going through my process. And the best part is they can contact me if they want to after they view it or not. And it kind of takes the person out of the middle who is given that web address uh, to the individual. So I've set this up. It's very simple. You go to meetmyadvisorsteve.com. You can see who I am. You get to see what my process is. And then, as I said, if the person wants to contact me, that's the only way I will be able to contact them is if they contact me. So it's a way to make everybody comfortable and takes people out of the middle. And so I'm implementing that here this week. And, um, so anyway, I thought I'd just get that out there. No, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. So by the time we put this podcast out, it should be up and running, but you can still jot down the website, uh, the landing page. That way you could stop by. And it's a great way to send people to over to Steve, if you'd like, or to get to know him a little bit better. Uh, and it's you know, no pressure, low pressure. So meetmyadvisorsteve.com. It's a cool approach. I like that, Steve. Meetmyadvisorsteve.com. All right. So let's get into some of these and let's see if we can do some money resolutions for 22. Uh, sounds weird that 2022 is around the corner, but it is. So. Uh, I got a simple one to kick it off. Just reduce your debt. That's a novel idea, right? So if you're going into the new year and you feel as though things are tight, well, live within your means, right? Let's not get too crazy with debt. Absolutely. It, you know, one of the main things that that I'm asked a lot on uh, is, can I retire? And one of the main questions I've said, okay, you may be able to, but do you have debt? 
the biggest thing you want to do is get rid of that debt before you retire. I'm even talking about if you can get rid of the mortgage. But if you have credit card, car loans, all that, you really want to get rid of debt because it just relieves the pressure going forward. And uh, if you're not retiring, it still relieves the pressure. If you can kind of live within your means, you know, I kind of sound like Dave Ramsey, but uh, (laughs) if you can live within your means, you're going to have a lot less pressure on you every single month because something's going to come up during the year. We we just don't know what it is. That's going to be a a financial strain. And if you don't have to worry about the financial strain and debt service, boy, it makes life so much easier. So at the beginning of the year, you can set up kind of a debt reduction plan um, that that you can implement over the year um, to get that debt down either zero or even more manageable. Yeah, just manage it. Right. Exactly. Throughout Uh, the year. And some of these things on this list I've got, Steve, actually going to work together. So some of the stuff kind of dovetail into one another. So it's a good way for you to really tend to get some of these things done just by maybe doing one or two items. And it kind of leads to the other items. So I probably could have put them in a better order, but you'll get the idea as we move along. Uh, Number two, going into the new year, Steve, what about boosting those retirement savings amounts? The contributions are going up a little bit. So uh, is it worth the the effort to go ahead as the year starts to start kicking in a little bit more? I would. Uh, Here's, I kind of go contrary to what some folks say. I would say of the increase, that increase that you're able to put into a retirement plan should go into a Roth portion of that plan. If you have a 401k or a 403b, most of them, if not all, have a Roth provision to it. And you really need to start to get money into Roths. I know you put the money in the traditional deferred 401k or 403b. You're not paying taxes now, but you will be paying taxes later. And currently our tax rates are at the lowest they've ever been. And with the current debt, which is over 29 trillion right now, the federal government's gonna have to raise taxes at some point, not just on the rich, but it's going to be hitting everybody. Mm -hmm. And if we can get as much money into those Roths that we can, that money will end up being tax-free to you when you have to take it out. So I always advise if you can, start allocating more money to that Roth uh, provision in your 401k or 403b. Okay. All right. Uh, Another one, Steve, on our list is check those BDs, those beneficiary designations as the new year rolls around on your accounts. Make sure this is a simple quick fix, right? Just make sure you got them signed up for the right person that you want in the event that something happens. Absolutely. And one of the other things is make sure you have a secondary or even a tertiary Mm -hmm. beneficiary. That means you have a primary, secondary, and third. And make sure that, you, that they're still alive. The other part that you want to make sure is, this it even goes to people who have uh, grandchildren. You want to implement what's called PERSTIRPES, P-E-R-S-T-I-R-P-E-S. And what that basically means is that there's no unintentional disinheritance of grandchildren. If your child passes away before you and then you pass away, their share of the deceased child goes to your grandchild. Otherwise, it could go to, let's say, if you have another child, it's going to go all to them. So it's one way to not only make sure you have the right beneficiaries, but you also want to have that perstirpes language in there so you don't have any unintentional disinheritance. Okay, good point. And again, this is usually a pretty easy fix, so you can do this pretty quick and simple. I just like this next one, Steve. Check your credit. 
If it's been a while, you know, usually annually, right? You can go run your credit and it doesn't cost anything. Free report, what is it? Freecreditreport.com, places like that. All the companies usually uh, let you check it at least once a year. And you might think a lot of our listening audience might say, well, I'm close to retirement. My house is, you know, almost paid for. I'm not going to be buying a new one. I'm not really so much worried about my credit rating. It affects a lot more than just the big ticket items. Correct. It can infect your uh, car insurance, Mm -hmm. homeowner's insurance. One of the things that that has happened, I'm, I'm, it's happened to me. I don't know if it's happened to you, Mark, but there has been some data breaches to where people's social security numbers, dates of birth, and so on have been uh, accessed. And this happened to me uh, a couple of years ago. And I still check my credit report just to make sure. But what I did is I went ahead and froze my credit. So in other words, nobody can go in and just pull a credit report. If somebody tries to fraudulently open up an account, they can't because they can't access my report. Mm, okay. And it does two things. One, it secures that nobody can can do that fraudulently. And number two, it cuts back on almost all of the direct mail you get to open up new accounts. So it kind of cuts back on some of the mail you get. But the the one nice thing is you can do that for free with all for all the credit bureaus. Mm-hmm. And if you are going to buy a car or you're going to, believe it or not, get a new cell phone. Uh, you can go online and unlock your credit for a period of time, three, four days. And then once they go through and check your credit, make sure you're fine, it goes back to frozen. Oh, okay. So nice. it's really a nice feature to do that. And then you don't have to worry about any of these data breaches. But that's what I, I've been recommending to my clients is just freeze your credit. And if you're going to go do anything with respect to getting an, a car or a new cell phone plan or something like that, you can always unfreeze it for a specific time period, which can be all done online, and it really helps. Nice. Yeah, I like that. That's a good suggestion. Uh, you can also put together some sort of a little tracking list, something simple. Now, you might say, Mark, that sounds a little bit like a budget. I'm not saying a budget. There's t- tons of apps now or whatever, but one of the things you can do as the new year starts is take a look and reevaluate what you're spending on all these little items. For example, Steve, if you don't know what's going out, and often we don't until we kind of sit down and go through it, think about all the streaming services now or the various things, right? So you could probably clean up some extra money by looking at the fact that what you're spending that you're maybe not even using anymore. You know, whether it's yeah. cable, you know, used to be like all oh, the cable bills too high and then we were all started going streaming. Well, now you might have like nine streaming services and you don't even use half of them. Right. My granddad used to call it dripping nickels. Oh, I love that. That's great. Yeah. And it, it, it's you go in and you start looking and you're absolutely right. Uh, there are all sorts of and it, you know, it could be five or ten dollars a month. And it's like, well, what's only five, ten dollars a month? Well, you know, you're talking a couple of hundred a month. Now uh, there's ten year. of them, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, why do you, why do you need all these streaming services? Do you need that subscription? Do you need all those type of things? Uh, magazines. Yeah, we did that with my my mother-in-law and my father-in-law and found out that she had like just tons of magazine subscriptions that they never pay attention to, to the tune of almost like $150 a month. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's unbelievable. You can go yeah. in and find it. And you could find all that kind of stuff. I always tell people, look, if you saw a $100 bill on the ground, would you pick it up? Mm-hmm. Of course I would. Sure. Well, you're paying over $100 in additional fees for things that you don't use. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing that? Well, you know, I might need it. Well, if you need it, you can always add it on. But why pay for it if you're not pay- using it? Right, right. So it's just finding the, the small things. And it's not going to make, for a lot of people, it's not going to make make or break your, your budget. But why throw money away that, you know, you don't need to. 
Well, so you could say, look at it this way, though. So if you're going through and you're making some of these little minor changes, and let's say you clean up some stuff and you free up a couple hundred dollars a month, and let's say you're over 50 or whatever, and you start putting that into your retirement account, we just talked about maxing out contributions or whatever, they can add up, right? You've got 10 years of this to kind of go on. So it starts to accumulate. And maybe that's, you know, leads to another one of my resolutions here, Steve, which is just get organized, clean out the financial junk drawer a little bit, not only from like a statement standpoint and from some of these things we talked about by looking and see if you're spending money on things you don't use, but just to kind of consolidate the mess because we tend to acquire and accumulate stuff. And the next thing you know, we're 55 with a drawer full of junk and we're not really sure what we got. Exactly. You got to you got to see what you have and it's organizing. And you're absolutely right because just before you know it, you've got all this stuff and you don't really need it. I, I just don't like a lot of clutter. So you, I've we, my wife and I have made a, a committed effort to just get rid of junk hmm, that right. we don't need. My brother's done that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's uh, it can just happen. And while you're going through that junk, Steve, you might find something like insurance. You might take a look and say, okay, you know what? Let's take a look and review uh, our insurance. Are we overinsured? Are we underinsured? Do we even need it? And speaking of insurance, it has sure. to do with like car insurance and homeowners. Uh-huh. You should always shop that. You should contact other companies and have an uh, you know an illustration done to, and comparison between what you're paying and what somebody else might charge you. Yeah. Even for life insurance, if you're in good health yes. and there's things are there, you might get better coverage at a lower rate. Exactly. Uh, actually, the cost of insurance has gone down now with people living longer. So mm-hmm. yeah, it can happen. It doesn't hurt to, to compare certain things and see where you are, especially on the car insurance and homeowners. That changes a lot and people get stuck in on, I've used XYZ company forever, but have you shopped it? Have you checked? And they keep adding a little, little uh, pieces to it, quote, benefits, right, just yeah. increasing your your expense, you know, go ahead and check it. Do you really need that? You, you know, you, do you really need all that uh, on that policy? Okay. So you mentioned earlier about the tax bracket. So if you're, if you're talking about, you know, bumping up those, those contributions and so on and so forth, do we want to look at a Roth conversion? Is it right for you going into the new year? Obviously a lot of advisors I talked to were very busy to let the fourth quarter this year doing conversions. Is it something to kind of get on a little earlier in the new year? I would say getting on in the newer year, I would probably hold off. Okay. Here's the reason. We don't know what's going to be happening with the tax policy uh, next year. Mm -hmm. It is being talked about that they may change some of the tax brackets for, quote, the the rich. But there are some conversations that that may trickle down a little bit. We just really don't know what's going to happen next year. Which is that, is that Uh, why we tend to wait to the fourth quarter typically for those? Yeah, because you can't undo them. You know, by the fourth quarter, we pretty much know. I just had a conversation with a client Mm -hmm. last week. We were doing some projections on his income and we kind of calculated how much he could do this year because tax laws aren't going to be changing this year. They might very well change next year. Gotcha. Okay. So that's, yeah, once we get into the third, you know, the latter part of the third and the fourth quarter, that's usually the best time to do it because it gives us an idea where you can project out where you're going to be tax wise. For that year, if you do it early in the year and certain something happens, we can't undo the conversion at that point. Gotcha. Okay. Good. Uh, so yeah. So my thinking is, you do it usually in the starting in maybe October to really look at it, do the projections, and then it makes sense to pull the trigger 
uh, the latter part of the year. Okay. All right. Good tip. As we're talking about some money resolutions for 22, uh, what about with refinancing the home, Steve? You know, obviously the housing market's been pretty on fire the last year, but, and it sounds crazy to say, like, if you're still sitting on a 5%, you know, mortgage, it, it's amazing to say that that's, that's high, but right now, it, I mean, it has been high for a little while, so maybe it's worth it, maybe not, but we'll talk about kind of wrapping this all together here in just a minute, but is, there, is a refinance possibly on the horizon for you? It's something to take a look at. What you need to make certain is if you're going to refinance the house, you've got to look at the fees they're going to charge you to refinance because a lot of them, what they'll do is they'll just roll that, those origination fees and all the other fees they have into the new loan. And you've got to make sure that you're not paying overpaying in fees to get this refinanced. And the reduction in the interest rate is going to pay off for you in the next five to seven years. That's kind of the range if you go from a 5% mortgage down to a 3% mortgage. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things I, I recommend people do is if they're going to do that, you can lower your mortgage interest rate. But one of the things that happens is people say, well, gosh, I'm going to take my current mortgage and I'm going to do a 15-year mortgage, which is, which is good. However, uh, depending upon your financial situation, sometimes doing a 30-year mortgage, you might pay just a little bit more in interest. But what it does is gives you some flexibility if you were to lose your job or if you got sick and you couldn't make that 15-year mortgage payment you could always revert back to your 30-year mortgage, which is a lot less. So what we do is we do the 30-year and we say, okay, but we really want to be on a 15-year mortgage. We can calculate how much more per month you need to pay right, yeah. into that mortgage to can really make it a 15-year mortgage. But if something happens down the line and you go, boy, that extra eight, $900 a month, yeah, I really need me. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I need that. You could just revert and pay that, which is your 30-year, and then make it up later when things get a little yeah. bit better. Is it, what is it, Steve? I heard that if you make one extra full payment annually, you take it from a 30 to like a 24-year mortgage just by doing that? Right. Like if every can, every year, just that, that's just that simple, it already cuts it down, right? Yeah. Oh, just one of those will cut it down. Mm -hmm. And if you start adding, we can calculate it. Uh, we can bring it down to a 15-year. We can calculate, say, if you pay this, it'll be right. a 10-year. And it just gives you flexibility. Yeah, I like that. Something more happen because stuff happens and you could, it, it just relieves the pressure on you to get it done. Yeah, I like that. That's a good one to go. Now, look, there's a lot of little tips on here. You might be thinking, oh, I don't, you know, I don't understand how to rebalance or I don't understand how to, you know, check my fees or, you know, so on and so forth. Well, here's a good little tip as we finish this up the, the podcast for the year. You can always just do this. Reach out to a financial professional, which you should do anyway, because most of this stuff they're going to help you with. So if you need to figure out your social security or you need to get organized or check and see if insurance is right for you or see if how it's going to affect your overall plan or see what kind of fees you're paying, so on and so forth. All of that stuff that we talked about kind of working together, if you get with a financial professional, they're going to help you go through by creating a plan. So Steve, to me, that seems like a pretty good money resolution. It does. And I'm always here. If people want to just visit with me, they can just give me a ring. Yeah. And all you can, you can do a couple of things. You can actually go check out the new website, right? Meetmyadvisorsteve.com. Oh, I mean, kind of yeah. My process. And yeah, I do address a lot of that. 
Yeah, so kind of a great way to meet Steve. You can kind of walk through some stuff. It may be that's something, if you're already working with him, maybe you can recommend that to someone to go check out. That's kind of a no-pressure way for them to just meet Steve. So stop by meetmyadvisorsteve.com. We'll be launching that, or he'll be launching that here pretty soon. Meetmyadvisorsteve.com, maybe even by the time this podcast drops, which is going to come out a couple of days before Christmas. So with that, we're going to wrap it up and say thanks for your time. As always, we appreciate you here on The Retirement Pilot. Don't forget to subscribe, like, heart, all that good stuff, whatever platform you use depending on whatever it's one it is sometimes it's a like button sometimes it's a heart button but you can find it all at uh, wealthpartnerskc.com that's wealthpartnerskc.com but we are on apple google spotify iheart stitcher all that kind of stuff for podcasting needs and again you can find it all at wealthpartnerskc.com and steve thanks for hanging out with me a little bit buddy i appreciate it i hope you guys have a great holiday and i look forward to talking with you in the new year Thanks, Mark, and you have a great holiday. Yeah, it's crazy. We're going to be on the 22 already, but I hope everybody has a good holiday season, and we'll see you next time here on The Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover, financial coach at Wealth Partners Corporation. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.